Good afternoon and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted today by four of the five, and hopefully number five will join us shortly. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon, everybody. And I apologize. I'm the one who's made us late, so I hope you'll forgive me. <laughs> Ed Mazlich, I believe um, you had thoughts you wanted to share on Mr. Gorbachev. Was that correct? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sure. I, I think uh, I think that's a, a more significant event than than people realize, not because of any sway and power that he has today. But I think Gorbachev tried to do what the Chinese Communist Party has successfully done. And I think it's worth noting why one failed and one succeeded. Gorbachev was trying to reform Soviet communism. He was trying uh, with perestroika to make it more like capitalism and to have some more open markets. His glasnost policy was actually further than what the Chinese are willing to do. Glasnost was political liberalization, uh, which the Chinese communists are not willing to do at all. But perestroika is basically what Chinese communism or you know, communism with Chinese characteristics, as they like to say, that's what Gorbachev was trying to do. And he was not successful at all. And I think it's worth asking, why is that? And I think there are a lot of reasons. I don't think there's one specific reason why. And I'm not sure that the list that I have in my head is, is an exhaustive list. Um, I think first and foremost, in my head, the United States basically didn't want to trade with the, with the Soviet Union. Um, and we certainly didn't give them a lot of aid other than during the Second World War. Uh, that's very different than what the situation is with China. Um, they steal our technology. They both have stolen our technology. Um, what else is, is there? You kind of caught me off guard. I didn't know that we were going to start with this one, <laughs> Stephen. It's not totally apples to apples, though, right? I mean, you know, we, we were... It's not, it's not apples to apples because the Chinese have succeeded and the Soviets haven't. That's exactly my point. But I think we, were, we, were at, we, we had a stealth economic war of sorts going on against the Soviet empire at the time. Reagan was... Why don't we have a stealth war going on against China? You think China is any less antagonistic towards us than the Soviet not, I'm not saying that. I'm just pointing that, out. But difference. I'm saying that. That's <laughs> okay. That's exactly I, I think what I'm the um, I, I think the uh, there is a little bit of difference um, between the two. Um, it's certainly the case that in the 30s uh, the Soviets had uh, dominance over the American government. And in fact uh, we not only uh, traded with them and helped them uh, in the 30s, and of course, during the Second World War, and after the Second World War. But we also, um, you know, basically gave them all of our weapons, every weapon system we had, uh, including nuclear weapons, were given to the Soviets by uh, Americans. Now, the, the thing with the Soviets were they were very antagonistic towards the United States and towards the world with regard to uh, spreading communism. And uh, that caused a backlash in the US and caused the, um, caused the, uh, Red you know, the, Col the, the Cold War, basically. 
uh, where the people finally got what they wanted, which is not communism. And the government was essentially uh, under the, you know, under the control of the Soviets for, for many years. And then in, in the 50s and 60s, anti-communism became the thing. With China, they were poor. They were uh, not a particular threat. They had a few nuclear weapons, but not, not really any delivery systems. Um, and they started in the 90s by um, doing the same thing Soviet did, the, the Soviets did originally, and that was to infiltrate the U.S. government. They essentially purchased the Clintons. And, uh, you know, if the Clintons weren't uh, active uh, agents for the Chinese government, they certainly were um, passive agents for the Chinese uh, in, in exchange for money and campaign contributions and whatnot. And that all led up to the whole uh, World Trade Organization. Um, they're, they're joining the World Trade Organization in, in like 1999 or, or 2000, something like that. And then American capitalists, you know, um, sold American manufacturing down the river to, to the Chinese and they got rich doing it. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's certainly, well, I think that's, that's the, a the richer the, the Chinese the richer the Chinese got, the more they could infiltrate our government. But it wasn't our government who made them rich. It was our companies who made them rich. And so well, I, you well, know, I think after that, Nixon, think we that, opened that, that, that market. We could have, you know, we could have had embargoes. I mean, the trading that happened in the 30s came after the 1920s when we didn't even recognize the Soviet Union, uh, right. unless you were Arm and Hammer or some other, uh, you know, very, very few people were able to trade with the Soviets during the 20s. Um, that's not the case with China. Uh, the U.S. government has facilitated trade with China, uh, with, uh, China as opposed to the Soviets. Uh, you know, look at the Cuban. I, I don't think you know, the, the United States, other than the world, other than the WTO join, I don't think the government was as involved. I think, you know, the government was paid off to leave trade with China alone. So that's that's true, but um, I think it was uh, American businessmen who sell, sold us down the river with China and, and made them rich. And well, I, I, think, I don't know. I think that's true. I, but you know, like when when Gorbachev is passing, you know, I have to take a call. Give me a minute, maybe less. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, my view of Gorbachev is, you know, he he's a communist, a member of the. Okay, I had no way to do it. Two eight six. Ed, 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 you got to mute yourself. I muted him. Uh, okay. Well, Gorby was a communist. He was a member of the KGB. Um, and uh, as soon as he was out of power, he joined the environmentalist movement because uh, like all environmentalists, he, he was a watermelon, you know, now uh, red on the inside, green on the outside. Um, but I will say something good for him because um, as we remember what happened in the summer of 91, um, there was a coup against uh, Gorbachev by quote unquote hardliners in the military and the KGB. And, uh, and Yeltsin, who was the, uh, he was certainly the mayor of Moscow, but he might also have been a Politburo member um, and uh, a former head of the RSFSR, um, stood against the coup plotters. Now Gorbachev played an important role in in this, even though we really think of it as a, as a Yeltsin victory. And that is, he, um, he sort of backed Yeltsin in this and he could have backed the hardliners. And he, he was the man on the spot. And, 
and uh, you know, he he made the decision to, you know, back uh, uh, Yeltsin, and he made the decision to allow the constituent republics of the USSR to um, to uh, break away with peacefully. Um, the Russian army was still, you know, very strong back then. I mean, he he did. When when it, he he wasn't I think that's guy. he he I wasn't a good guy but when it counted he 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 stood up more for and I think that's a big difference than, between China and 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 the Soviet Union yeah. the Chinese had no compunction about sending the the tanks into Tiananmen Square whereas right. Gorbachev did did have reservations about it well, so the, that's yeah that's I, I, I think that's difference. right I mean I you know again if you were to judge him by his entire life. Um, he was a very bad man. Um, but if you were judging him for that half a year between the summer of 91 and the dissolution of the USSR on Christmas Day, 91, um, in that half a year, he was a hero. So I'm, I'm not, um, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm trying to whitewash his crimes over the years, um, but I, I really have to stand up for a guy who, who did the right thing when it mattered. I, I agree with all that. And I think I think he's a little more heroic than than you're actually giving him credit for there, Ed. From from our perspective, though, I don't really care whether he's a hero or a villain. Um, I just think that China is such a gigantic threat to us that with Gorbachev's passing, it, it's worth noting that Gorbachev was trying to do what they did and didn't succeed. And is the reason that he didn't succeed because of factors unique to to, to Russia? Or is it because of how we acted towards them? Well, I mean, of course, how, we, how we acted was a huge part of it. We had the, we had you know, more we had moral leadership that was taking on the Soviet Union. Well, and, not really in 1991, though. I mean, George Bush well, the first talking about Reagan was president. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he wasn't president in 1991. He wasn't even president in 89 when the wall came down. But but everything builds on itself, right? Yeah, you didn't get to 1991 without having everything that Reagan did during his time in office to take on okay, the Soviet Empire. Okay, I'll take up on that, Mike. China really began its march around the same time. In about 1991 is about the time they started to buy off the Clintons and mm -hmm. tried to, you know, tried to buy off the Democrat Party to get into the WTO, as Ed mentioned. And, and you know, it didn't just happen overnight. It started in the very early 1990s at exactly that same time. Why, why did the Soviets fail? I think that that's a question worth considering. And I don't really have an answer to tell you that, oh, you know, I've got revealed wisdom hiding that I'm going to, you know, share later in the show. I just, I do think that, that Gorbachev's unwillingness to use force was a, was a factor. But I think, I mean, I, I, my personal opinion is I think the biggest difference is our willingness to trade and accommodate the Chinese, whereas we were not willing to trade with, with the Soviets. I mean, it was closer to the Cuban embargo and even the loosened Cuban embargo than it is to, to China. And I think, you know, when we're looking at how do we deal with the Chinese threat, maybe the way to start dealing with it is to start disengaging economically. Well, you, ha yeah, you have mean, to I acknowledge that you're in a, a war just like we were in a Cold War with the Soviet Union. And the goal was to defeat them. That was Reagan's goal was to bring them to their knees. 
No, okay. I, we have I, never had. We have never been on that footing with with China. Even to this day, we're not really. There's so. a lot of Schadenfreude in me um, looking at um, Europe nowadays, and and even California in their um, rush to destroy their energy capability, um, <clears throat> which this disengagement from Russia has uh, exacerbated their stupidity. Um, and I think disengaging with China um, without changing a number of our policies that uh, discourage work in the United States um, would, be, would, would lead to just as disastrous economic consequences for us as is leading with the energy crisis in Europe. Um, we really, we we really have to think this through, and um, and I, I like I said, I think uh, I think Clinton was bought by the Chinese. I, I, I'm not sure Bush was bought by the Chinese, but he certainly um, he certainly was ideologically aligned. Wasn't Bush with, the Chinese ambassador, and that's where he was probably bought by them years before? Bush the elder, not Bush the younger. Senior, yeah. Yes. Um, they but, had a long-standing uh, relationship with the Chinese. Yeah, and I think I think he really, I think Bush really believed in the whole. You know, if they become prosperous economically, they'll become free. Uh, that was that was dumb at the time, and it's dumb now. Um, but Ed, let me ask as, you a question. Ed, let me ask you a question about that. Why didn't they have the same thought about perestroika? Well, because it was Reagan, right? And they were communists. And people have fooled themselves into thinking that China, well, China's not really communist. They're, they're, yeah, they're Chinese Communist Party's not that great. But look at all the free people over there. They're free. They're doing. And I, I watched this video the other day from a guy in China, and and the the social credit issue, the face recognition, the cameras. There's apparently like one camera for every four people in Shanghai or something. And the, the same, uh, you know, in Britain, it's like one for every hundred. And Britain is like, was thought to be the most surveilled place. But you add the, the facial recognition with all the cameras, with the credit score. And, uh, you know, you have to have the app installed to go certain places. Um, and it, it's a, it's definitely a brave new world over there. It's, it's really harsh. And to the extent that you are a good little robot, you are fine, but I mean, the moment you want to do anything individualistic, you are toast. So it's a it's a nightmare, and it, it wasn't this way in 1999. You know, I mean, they I think they really did want to bring um, a little more economic freedom, a little more perestroika, and a little more uh, glasnost to China in 1999. Uh, and I think one of the things that uh, you know motivated the the American foreign policy establishment was like, look how well our engaging with Gorbachev, Glasnost, Perestroika did to end the Soviet threat. Let's do the same thing um, for China. And, and what happened was they got far richer than Russia, I think, because their people were more industrious culturally and uh, smarter. And they um, got, uh, they got more, um, technologically advanced because our businessmen gave away all our technology and, and, and that allowed them in 20 years to build a sort of dystopian nightmare uh, surveillance state to um, to solve the Gorbachevian problem, right? I mean, it, 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 they, they now have a way- they solve? Oh, uh, to keep power 
to keep political power and crush dissent while still maintaining a semi-free economy. Well, I don't think, see, I don't think that was, I mean, that was the, the Gorbachev problem, but I don't know that they solved it. I think that the issue is that, is that the libertarian idea that economic power leads to political freedom is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think, think that the, the other I, thing is like free trade can only help people. Right. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, obviously, free trade can only help people. So let's have free trade with the communist Chinese. Right. I, I think that the, the Chinese just never bought into the lie that the, the richer our people get, the more like the more they're going to want to have economic free uh, political freedom. Yeah. Um, they just clamped down on it from the beginning and. They, they basically bought their people off the way our welfare state buys people off. And th their people are totally okay with it. Yeah, that so, has to build some complacency if you're at least economically. You know, well, I mean, the libertarian idea <laughs> is that the more economic freedom you have, the more you make economic decisions, eventually you're going to want to make political decisions, whether it's electing your leaders or even just being able to, to draw pictures of whatever you want to draw or you know, write articles on things, subjects that you want to write about. I mean, it doesn't, not everything goes all the way up to the level of politics, but that was the theory. But the theory has not panned out at all in China. And the Chinese Communist Party didn't, I, I want to say they didn't allow it, but I think culturally the Chinese people, they didn't want it. I don't think they care that much about it. Well, and it, I know plenty of people in America that are perfectly fine taking a government check and don't care about freedom. Right. Well, I was going to say, isn't isn't the same equation really going on here? People like their economic situation for the most part. They 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 like their life. They like to having their iPhones and their computers and their laptops and their Netflix, and that builds complacency. And how much political freedom are you willing to lose? I don't know that it builds complacency. I think the complacency is what gets you to that in the first place. How I so? think you've got it reverse you reverse the cause and effect there. I think both, actually. Can we, uh, I want to turn over to Mike to explain to young folks what a, <laughs> what a Gorbasm is. Well, you know, <laughs> what's funny is I tried to poke around and find some audio of the great Rush Limbaugh talking about it, but I really couldn't find anything. But fundamentally, he's, he, was, he came up with that phrase because it was a way to describe the media, the left-wing media's fawning over Gor Gorbachev, especially when he came to America. And... Um, you know, I mean, I don't know that it requires much more explanation than, than that, right? I'm not even <laughs> sure he exaggerated it. I mean, no, no, they really and, were that insane that Gorbachev was yeah. going to say. Well, Reagan, you know, again, we have to rehash all this, right? It's like they, they hated Reagan, you know? I mean, when Reagan passed away, Obama was was spawning over him like, oh, you know, at that point, he's a great guy, right? When he when he passes away. But during the 80s, they hated him. And he. He had the itchy tr trigger finger. He, he was going to get us into a nuclear war. And he's not only did they hate the one that was loved, responsible. They loved the Soviet AIDS. Union. Yeah, it's not like today. There was their Russia, true, Russia. They're, they're true colors. You know, America's bad. Our enemies are good. And uh, yeah, what can you say? Too bad Trump wasn't around in those days when Russia and, was. The and so you know, I I shared the New York Times article on Gorbachev, basically saying, "Here we go again." They're they're flaunting over him. He was the reformist, and you know we're not supposed to remember the fact that Reagan was lar largely responsible for pushing them over the edge. 
<laughs> you know, he had the moral. Yeah, but they were already at the edge. Regard. I mean, I, I don't mean to diminish what Reagan no, did. I, I think you're I mean, right. I think they were already in economic dire straits, but he pushed them over the edge. And a lot of that had to do with SDI. And when he, at Reykjavik, he told Gorbachev to go pound stand when at the last minute he said everything hinged on, on us basically getting rid of the Star Wars program. There were a lot of other activities going on. The Reagan doctrine, we were undermining their efforts worldwide in places like Guatemala, other places around the world. Again, that's where the, the, the China thing and the Soviet issue, again, it's not apples to apples. You know, I think China, I'm not sure that China has expansionist, um, in, you know, they want to dominate the world the way the Soviet Empire did. I don't see how you can make that statement. I mean, they're, colonizing africa they're colonizing southern south southern and, and western asia they're trying to get into south america i mean they're trying to project power all over the world they're trying to build a you know an a, you know an ocean navy uh yeah and they're doing it though with with our money that's the thing it's like instead of the soviets like when the soviets took over afghanistan you know it was a military occupation but even when they like um, when they helped Mao, they it was a Mao took over a military. Uh, Ho Chi Minh took over military. The, the people in Cambodia it was a military takeover. Um, you know the the Sandinistas were elected, but then uh, immediately instituted martial law. Uh, you know we could go on and on and on. We got a lot of elected people. Some like Allende in Chile were overthrown by the United States. Others like stayed in power and, and this cancerous growth of, of sort of communist control really dictated from Moscow um, sort of spread across the globe. The Chinese, there are no Chinese troops in Africa. They don't need them. I mean, there might be some security guards or whatever, but they pay them. And what do they pay them with? Our money. We buy things from China that are, you know, and then that money is used to pay off African officials so that they can get access to raw materials or access to labor, access to something like that. And, uh, and that's a completely different way of sort of getting influence in the world than the Russians. The Russians were very Stalinist. They were always very Stalinist. Um, but this is more, this is more mafia-like. The, the Chinese are more like a mafia rather than Stalinist. I mean, they may be very, you know, big brother at home, but abroad, it's very much like a, um, a group of, uh, sorry, the cats, uh, a, a group of people who are trying to, uh, you know, buy favor and provide protection money, et cetera. I think that, that's fair. <laughs> Talking about... Um governments, et cetera. I want to segue. We didn't talk much, I don't think, last week about MTG being swatted, I believe now three times. Um, and I'm curious everybody's thoughts. Um, a, are people really trying to kill her that way? And B, is this whole being able to call 911 and getting a SWAT team to somebody's house a good idea? Well, clearly, well, I uh, think if, being, if you're the subject of a home invasion, what do you? what would you want? You want the police to protect you? No, I don't. <laughs> Just leave it to me. <laughs> but <laughs> I think a lot of people would want. You, the you might need an F. On. You might need an F-15, though. Just 
Uh, yeah, I might need an F-15. And my if Joe's going to give me one, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I think, to a certain extent, the first person who swatted MTG was a crazy person. Obviously, you've listened to the audio. He's just nuts. Um, but I do think the, um, the phenomenon of swatting is very much uh, an a, a aggravated assault right? and, it, and should, be, should be treated as such. I, I, mean, I, I think she's very lucky not to have been killed. Well, she ha uh, has a relationship with the local cops, so they're not they don't gonna... give a crap. Nobody cares about a relationship. If she answers the door with a gun, they're not going to talk relationships. Um, I, they they called her first because she's a congresswoman. It, the problem is if if it happens to you, if they called her first, why would they go? Uh, I think they're required to go and check things out, but they did call her first. Okay, I didn't um, hear that anywhere. Now that uh, Tim Poole, the journalist um, who lives around here, he he's been swatted at least more than seven times, um, and the cops continue to come. But I think he has now a relationship with them um, after the first few times that they uh, they don't like barge in. Does anybody so that, get major sentences for swatting? Because I think it gets close to attempted murder. Yeah, it is attempted murder. Absolutely. Well, you got to just think of the things that are happening in the background when those police officers are shifted to another home. What else can be happening in the background? And now those resources are not available. And the one time that they do call first or they don't show up, that's when you're crazy is going to get there because they are these people on the left or these transgender activists that are making these fake, uh, fake stories, whatever, to get the SWAT teams out there. I mean... They're crazy. They literally are crazy. So who knows what the heck they're going to do at any given moment. In all honesty, they need to keep going out there. Now, there needs to be more accountability. Um, they need to be just pouncing on these people immediately. And they need to be using these cell phone pings like they did in 2000 Mules, which is all over the news as well. But like, just put an end to this and blow it up, the narrative of it in the media. It, it needs more attention for sure. Well, there's another person, Dinesh. He's been swatted. Uh, Chris oh, Rufo, yeah, who uh, the CRT person, mm -hmm. he's been swatted. Matt Walsh, the, who was a woman guy, he's been swatted. He's great. Um, there's, there's getting, it's getting to the point where the left is continuing to use this. And, you know, if you live- well, Somebody's gonna get hurt city, one of these times. Yeah. Oh, people have gotten hurt, but not famous people. You see, right? In, in small towns, but but people have gotten hurt in cities because they. Well, yeah. Uh, well, they they've mistake. used the swatting too to commit crimes in other areas, and it's detouring or hurt somebody. You know. Yeah. And I mean, that's what the Mexican drug cartels do. By the way, they 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 control the um, the people that you know, and they move the people through the border in like this, this, and this area all at once. And then the border patrol rushes to try and deal with them. And then True they story. sneak the drugs. They sneak the drugs through another mm -hmm. area once story. the border patrol is, is done. And so that's a that's a common tactic that criminals use is to um, is the bait and switch, you know. Yeah. But we all agree it's super dangerous. Oh yeah. 100%. So I have a question. Why would they go to her house three times? What am I missing here? I, I don't one? I don't know why they went to Tim Pool seven times. 
you know, I mean, I, you know, once, it, once they've done it once or twice, you just call out there and say, Hey, Tim, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, maybe there's some sort of rule about the police having to respond to these things. I don't know. Well, who makes well, the there rules? Are, so. Well, there are certain protocols that like, I remember just years and years and years ago, um, my son was at his grandparents' house. He was in like the back porch area and he got on an old rotary dial phone that was still plugged in and he called 911 and I pulled up to the house to pick him up and here was all these cops and they had to come to the house even though somebody picked up the phone and said oh no that was my grandson he just accidentally dialed in you know they had to come because for all that they know the person that answered the phone at the house could be have a gun to their head having to say that I mean there are protocols in place we're living in the present context where the police tend to be corrupt and pro-leftist, but step outside the current paradigm and think of a, a rational, moral police department. They get a phone call that says, there's a home invasion going on at 123 Main Street. Your normal, rational police officer is going to say, okay, we'll check it out. I mean, that's what I, I would want that police officer to do it. The problem is not the police checking it out. It's today's police checking it out. That's the problem. Well, um, we have a comment from our friend Daniel Rice uh, saying, why did they send in the SWAT team? I don't think they did. I don't think they did, except for the first time. Certainly not in Tim Pool's case. I think they sent it in the first two or three times. Mike, because it's a home invasion. If it's a home invasion, you need your best people. Well, it's not that. It's hostage situation. You say you say he's murdering. He's murdered three people, and he's holding the rest hostage. So then they have to send him to the spot. That, that's the. I mean, I, right. this, well, is that's instru- this is not a This is not a instruction manual. I'm just trying to explain. Well, it seems to me it's kind of like the red light. Sooner or later, somebody big is yeah. going to get killed. So we've we've gone beyond doxing to swatting, pretty much. Yep, and I guess the other issue is. I heard she was complaining. Not that many Republicans seem to give a hoot. <laughs> Are we shocked? Because they don't care about her. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. They Life care would about be a lot easier for them if, if she wasn't there. If Lindsey Graham got swatted, they would all be up in arms. I guarantee it. I mean, or, or Marjorie, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene was in more danger than AOC ever was on J6. <laughs> Where she feared for or, her life. Or when the guy told her that she had a big okay. old booty. But when you're in the, when you're in the club, that's all that matters. So, you know, if if it's J Sixers getting into the Capitol, then then you throw them in jail for a year. If it's somebody swatting Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Green, they'll probably throw a parade. Or or, or even oh. Antifa. You know, I don't think there would yeah. be any real problem if they if somebody tried to swat Antifa. They it's like oh that's problem. No, it is a double standard. But what can you do? Okay, Ed Powell is our Virginia correspondent. Ah. I was kind of surprised to hear that Virginia had a trigger law that they do what California does. Were you aware of that until last week? Okay, trigger law, remind me. They apparently, when California said no more gas vehicles as of 2035, Virginia had a law saying we're doing the same thing. Oh, yes, that was passed under the Democratic administration. Were you aware Uh, of that? Um. There were so many bad things done that uh, that wasn't one of the things that I was aware of. But Youngkin was on uh, Tucker last night. The governor Youngkin was on right. Tucker last night and talked about how he wanted to uh, 
get rid of that. So I have a feeling it will be got rid of. But I think what's partially scary to me is you're pretty astute. And if it can slip under your radar, it can slip under anybody's radar. I was pretty shocked that apparently a whole bunch of states have such a thing going on. I think the, um, obviously, uh, Newsom was on today talking about how wonderful um, electric cars are, while simultaneous the California, uh, the, you know, Pico was, or um, what do they call it? California Edison was telling people not uh, to plug their cars in and to turn down their air conditioners. And these two things were happening on the same day at the same time. Well, there's a heat wave and they, a heat wave and they said, keep your thermostats at 78. Yeah. I don't remember the last time my thermostat was at 78, but it was probably before I had air conditioning. You need to come um, to my house. <laughs> anyway, I, I, you know, it's just so impractical uh, the, you know, all electric by 35 and zero, mm. um, you know, net zero by 2050, yeah. which is the UN climate bullshit people's um, goal. And, and I, it's like, it's in the law in Europe. I mean, that's one of the things is like the British want to restart gas production in the North Sea. And, uh, but they can't because it's in the law that they have to go to this net zero by 2050. And, and so nobody's willing to invest in it. They may very well have to, um, they may very well have to nationalize the gas companies to get to do it. It's very bizarre. I mean, is there no limit to the stupidity of the Californian? That Definitely not. That they won't have electricity. And that is like Tucker said, as Mike pointed out before yeah. the show, they can shut off your car so easily. Yeah. I mean, they've had some of these renewable energy mandate goals for a while now. In New Jersey, I used to fight it all the time. I think 2050 was a year they were trying to get rid of everything. It's, it's insanity. I think the better question, Steve, is let's go back to what we were talking about with, with how the United States has helped China at the beginning when we talked at the beginning of the program. When will the rest of the states in the union stop helping California get away with this little this stupidity. If they have to pay their own way and not be bailed out by other states that can produce energy more cheaply and and get it to them, then they'll have, they'll have no choice but to change. They turned off the San Onofre nuclear power plant, which was right on the five south of <laughs> San Clemente, and they're going to turn off the Diablo Canyon power plant. They're already importing a third of their electricity from other states and from Canada. And I think when, you know, there's that huge nuclear power plant in Arizona that, that uh, basically electrifies all of the Phoenix area and, and plus more, when the Arizonans decide, hey, we're too hot, uh, I think, Cal I mean, it'll be catastrophic. California. No, but, they, but, they'll, but they'll keep doing it. That's what every decision that they've made we thought right. was going to be they'll, catastrophic. They'll keep doing, they'll keep doing it. it. They'll keep doing it as long as somebody else bails them out. That's my point. But even if nobody does bail them out, they will keep doing it. Just like they keep pushing the envelope farther and farther with their transgender. Like it doesn't stop. They don't say, oh man, this is really going to suck for me. Let's just stick it in a little bit farther. They'll keep continuing. Like there, there's no flipping right. end, they're, no matter how they're ridiculous. On, they're on a crash course.
for civilizational destruction. And all That's we true. can do is join them by helping them. They can always I don't think there's anyone the, in California. Uh, I don't think there's anyone in California who can stop the destruction in California. I think I, I think it's going to be you know, it's like the line about how did you go bankrupt, you know, very slowly at first and then very quickly. I, I think we're reaching the very quickly stage in California. And I think it, it, I, I don't think anybody's there I and mean, there's nobody home to fix it. But I think there are people in other states who can effectively use California as an example of what not to do and perhaps pull us out of this uh, death. I'm going back to Ed's point, as long as they could buy energy somewhere else, and why would anybody stop selling them energy? Why would they ever stop what they're doing? And it's just like China. They could buy the stuff. And if they run out of money, the feds will give them the money. I think we should have a, you know, tweet Carrie Lake, don't sell electricity to, her, uh, to uh, California anymore. I, mean, I think it should be a movement. Let them Can we put it on a t-shirt? Yeah, let them fry. That yeah, would be a great T-shirt, Stephen. There you go. Let them there's, cry. There's let good. them cry. <laughs> and we're not going to keep going with that uh, poetry, right? They could always fire up those windmills at uh, Altamont again. I mean, I guess until the rich spin. people, and I mean, do the rich people care? Do they really care that in Frisco and LA you're picking poop off the sidewalks and everything else? When will the rich people care? Well, when the rich gates, people never. Their gates won't open. They'll never. Their gates won't open. They'll never. Before they have to experience it. It is funny though what Gina just said. You know, they all live in these gated communities, and electricity goes out. You can't get through the gates. That's that, that's, that's going to be funny. the thing. No, it's that's the funny. truth. Well, or when we, they can't get them closed, and all of society's coming on in when their surveillance cameras aren't working, when they're not in their own little bubble that they've created. Then, it, then it'll happen. That's how they're going to keep happen. everybody in California who wants to leave. They just turn the power off. You can't get in your car and leave. There you go. Can't um, happen to a nicer bunch of guys, really. No, it can't. <laughs> Maybe some of the D.C. schmucks, but other than that, the Californians are right at the top of the list. I just, I can't wait for Newsom versus DeSantis. Well, but you got to, re but remember too, a lot of your wealthier, not all of them, but a lot of your wealthier Californians are in lower climates. They're not going to be dealing with the 95 degree. They're in nice Los Angeles weather, San Diego weather. They don't have, I don't, they don't experience it. They can just go cool by their 10 pools, you know, and their maid can bring them cocktails and all that kind of stuff or get fanned, whatever it may be. You know, the interesting thing is what the California power companies do is uh, when they run out of power is they do these rolling blackouts. You know, they'll do a blackout for a, a certain area for, you know, a couple hours and then another area for a couple hours, another area, just like the third world. And I wonder whether they do that in Beverly Hills and Brentwood. I wonder. Honestly, if I bet you not. I, I, I would, bet you not. I would put real money on, on Gina there. I, I bet they do not do that. Because that's that's why question. that's why they're in there. That's why they're in their bubble. Because if their bubble gets collapsed, they're not donating money to the Democrat Party, and it's not getting dispersed throughout. Those are their little mouthpieces and headpieces, and where the money is going to the part to the Democrat Party. I mean, why would they purposely shut out their their base, their supply of moolah? Come on. 
course yeah, not. I think that's right. I'd like to look at that. Can we find that out somehow? You know, that's an interesting thing. It's like, can you find that out somehow? You know, we have the all of uh, the world knowledge at our fingertips, but you know what? I'll bet we can't. I'll bet we absolutely cannot find that out. I bet that is. Find out where, where did it, when the yeah. temperatures were in different areas. Yeah, please do. Uh, a lot a lot of these rich people probably have their hands in the cookie jar of all these renewable energy uh, mm -hmm. companies and everything like that. So in a way they they probably don't mind. And I'm convinced, as as a, I'm, convinced I'm convinced a lot of the politicians do too. That was something I always wanted them to look into in New Jersey where we have these the solar SREC program and all we had cap and trade and all this nonsense. I, I'm I'm convinced that a lot of the politicians are enriching themselves. Well, I'm sure I'm sure they're doing that. And again, you know, not to talk about the uh, private planes, but as long as they can use those, they won't care. That doesn't count. Yeah, well, they're important people. Mm -hmm. Those are like calories on somebody else's plate. <laughs> to bring it home, huh? Yeah, the, uh, someone was saying on some podcast about the um, the private planes are so much more expensive when it comes to quote unquote carbon pollution um, as if a plant food could be pollution um, that you'd think they would, the first thing they would do is like ban travel by private planes. I mean, that's easy. You could do that tomorrow. Somehow that never gets done though. Well, the other thing they're really after now is the, is the methane. Yeah. We, we got to stop eating beef. Do you remember when Rush Limbaugh started talking about that? God, it's a long time ago. And I remember thinking he was way off on that one. He's got to be nuts. Yeah. He started talking about cow farts. Uh -huh. Yeah. And lo and behold, he wasn't joking. And I thought in the beginning he was just, you know, what did he say? Illustrating absurdity by being absurd or something. Right. Mm -hmm. I thought that was crazy. And here it is yeah. all over the world today. Some people were just meant to live literally forever to be able to comment on political events or, or world events. And Rush is one of them. I mean, I he thought was, he was off he the just, reservation on that one. And then just like he was on transsexuals, he was way, way ahead on that one. So. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine his view of what's, you know, if he had lived in just in the last couple of years, geez, from the craziness of COVID versus the craziness of the trans thing transing our kids i mean i remember him vividly saying that the next big thing is going to be trans stuff and everybody said nah come on i truly believe that had rush lived and not been incapacitated the covid fascism would never have happened because he would have organized the right in ways that nobody on the right is able to do i mean he had a 20 something million person audience and there is i mean it would have given him a heart attack if he didn't stop it he would have, I really believe that. I do not, I do not think that the Democrats would have gotten away with it. And I'm not even sure they'd have tried to get away with it if they had Rush on three hours a day, five days a week, blaring about what this really is. Yeah. Speaking of transing our kids, Libs of TikTok uh, has been banned uh, from Twitter. I'm a member of her Substack, so I, I get her emails. Um, but uh, they won't tell her why she was banned. And she never, ever posts commentary on her uh, posts. She just reposts 
posts from TikTok. That's it. That's all she does. Um, so it's uh, it's an interesting phenomenon that just just reposting other people will get you banned on. Twitter. You know, Bongino keeps channeling Ed Maslish of the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Blocks podcast and. Almost every day now, he's yelling, it's not hypocrisy, it's hierarchy, which he pretty much took straight from Ed Maslich's uh, ideas on this show. But it's the same thing with libs of TikTok. They're not, they don't even care the ridiculous hypocrisy of the fact that nothing she puts up is original. They don't even care. It's like, we'll shut you down anyway. Well, that's interesting, given that uh, Alex Berenson is now back. And uh, didn't Mike Lindell get reinstated on, on Twitter too? I don't know. Oh, Alex Mike Berenson's the only one I know Mike. who's gotten back. Oh, is anybody still, else shopping at mystore.com? At what? Again? I said, is anybody else shopping at mystore.com? No. I've never gone. All the, it's all the American-made stuff. It's the site that Lindell put up. It's great. Oh, mystore.com. All right. No, yeah, look that up. All American-made. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> Good for yeah. him. And now yes, we have um, Gabby Giffords's group again making noise against Visa and MasterCard for letting people buy guns with credit cards. And you put that together with the cashless society business, and we're in big trouble because it would be incredibly easy to stop commerce with anything they don't like. Yeah, that's a guy who was talking about China. He's saying they're absolutely going to a cashless society and that it is the one of the two or three primary means for maintaining um, dictatorial power over the people. And so I think we should fight that as much as we can here in the United States. I mean, it's not an I, exaggeration to say that would be checkmate, isn't it? I've been saying Pretty, that for probably two years now, Steve. Uh, Ed, where do you think I get half my knowledge from? <laughs> Not from me, Steve. <laughs> no, I did a lot. And that's one of them. And I, I really think it's checkmate. It's game over. It is game over. If they have, if they do a digital currency and can track every move you make, it is game over. Not There's only track, but literally stop it. Can you imagine going to a store? Here's my credit card and saying, no. What are you going to oh, do? It's going to be worse than that, Steve. Yeah, much worse. If they just shut your card off. And yep. they don't, you know, just like this libs of TikTok. They won't give you a reason. They'll, they'll assume they'll assume that it's just you know error you know the computer is wrong mm -hmm. right oh we got to get to the bottom of it well how are you going to get to the bottom of it if you can't eat if you can't put gas in your car if you can't get to work yeah. and it's going to all be by design they're going to do it on purpose yeah and something tells me again to channel people on the show that very few republicans will care <laughs> nope They'll want to. They'll, they'll want to become president and be the one appointing, you know, the, uh, the commissioner <laughs> right, we'll to control the currency. Yeah, it, it's almost as if the Republicans have a death wish, right? Because there's, a, a, you know, the the analogy was there was a, a Dan Coulter's analogy. There was a thousand dollar bill lying on the ground. And Trump picked it up. That was the immigration issue, and that's he rode that to victory. And and yet now there's like three or four thousand dollar bills. It's just laying on the ground there's the and they're the not vaccine, doing anything with it the vaccine catastrophe the open borders the, the you know huge rise in crime the um the uh transgender 
the the whole transing our kids and education issues. I mean, there's all of these. Well, it's all failures of the Biden administration and nobody's talking about the flipping failures of the Biden administration. Like they're talking. The people who do do talk about it, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's been completely ostracized by the Republicans. You know, I mean, I I don't understand the murder turtle um, and and his uh, his minions view. I mean, what? What are these people think is going to happen in November if they don't fight? And even if they win, what do they think they're going to do? I mean, well, see, and the uh, ones that are electing these Republicans in November are the ones that are like MTG. They're people like me that want to go against the grain in these buttholes that are up there. Sorry. There's truth in that, but it's also how the independents swing. Yeah. Well, right now, the independents are still swinging our way, but dear God, how often are they going to keep swinging our way if we don't do a dang thing? Like, it's just, it's so flippant and infuriating, man. Well, the question Sorry. is, are, are they blowing it? And, you know, to what degree are they blowing it? <laughs> well, like, the, you know, just like the Pennsylvania Senate race, right? They have all the ability to just crush, the, what's his name, the big flipping dude, Federer? Like to just flip and crush him. Yeah, he's worse than Biden hanging in the basement. He can't, he really cognitively can barely speak. Like what are, why are they not exposing this? They are, instead of attacking that guy, they're trying to defend Mehmet Oz. Mehmet Oz is flipping fine. Go after the flipping Jolly Green Giant, for God's sake. Like where, where are you focusing? Who is doing their PR? Who's running their campaigns? Because they're idiots. They're all flipping idiots. They decided to run on inflation because of high gas prices three months ago. And now gas prices are dropping and they have no issue because they won't. They won't like lay out the four main attacks, you know, crime, immigration, COVID totalitarianism, uh, Crime now, crime education problem now. That's their talking point. Listen to flipping Biden. Crime. Nope, we gotta get it under control. Let's fund the police. And Trump is Trump is the problem in a lot of these, right? Because Trump let all these murderers out of prison because they had pled down to something. Trump uh, was is Mr. Warp Speed on the vaccine. Trump did try to build a wall, and that's good, but people think that if you uh, argue against immigration, you're a Trumpist, and so they're scared. And as for the education thing, I, I just don't understand how anybody can defend mutilating children. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand it either, but I, I've seen parents that defend this, and not only defend it, but viciously attack anybody who speaks up against it it they can't even say oh well you disagree we just disagree no they turn anybody who says that there might be something wrong with this into that person is the most evil person the most intolerant person in the world and i see it because i'm still connected with some of my new jersey people and i and i I still get all the messages about you know, the local school board races and local school board issues. And it's big in, in New Jersey. And, you know, Mike, I'm sure you see it. And, and I am just amazed. I speak up 
even just, I mean, I'm not the, I'm not a gentle sort of speak up, you know, I mean, usually if I have something to say, it's, it's a little bit on the sharp side, but, you know, I, I recognize who my audience is and I try and, you know, I don't, you know, soft pedal anything, but I, you know, I realize that I can say things on this show that, you know, won't be taken quite as well in other places, but uh, even when I try and just, you know, gently remind them that, you know, well, you say that you're for diversity. Well, this is a diverse point of view, for example. They don't want diverse point of view. They don't want anything. They want their way. And if you are opposed to them, you're Hitler. And there is no, and there, they, there is no argument. They don't make an argument. They just call you uh, names. Well, That's well, it. They know they're out. Say that well, about that lady, what was her name? Sid, Sydney Sweeney or some crap. I don't even know because I don't watch TV hardly. But like her parents have a birthday party and they they do the mock of the Make America Great Red Hat and they said make 60 great again or 60 is great again, whatever it is. And all these magazines are bashing this young girl because her parents, her parents are wearing these hats, make 60 great again. And they're 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 just they're flipping irrational. They have no reason. Like they call her a racist, her family's a racist, like the crap that they pull out of their butthole to put on paper just astounds me. Like you, you say this whole family's racist and now she's racist because they, they have a slogan on their baseball cap. What the hell's wrong with you? And, and people, the media thinks Twitter's the real world and politicians and companies, they think Twitter's the real world. The, the number of people who are active on Twitter are very, very low compared to the population. But if some one person complains about like Ben Shapiro appearing at a trade show. One oh God, person that was hilarious. And the whole, you know, every PR department, you know, in New York City is working on trying to explain to people how how hateful and horrible it was that Ben Shapiro showed up to their to their trade show. It's just ridiculous. I wish I could have been there. I really do just to see some of their faces. You know, what, you it was a transgender booth. You mentioned people living in the Twitter bubble. When KJP said that absolute brilliant thing of that's not how it is, people aren't walking over the border. Is it possible she believes that? I think Are so. That much in a bubble, that unbelievably dumb. I don't think they're that dumb. I think they they say it so much. It's like your kids will say, oh, no, you said that. You said that until it's like all of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, no, that's the truth. No, they are in this. They're in an ignorance bubble, number one. But they've heard it so many times and so many all times. Right, I got yeah. to tell, tell you a story because it's 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 too funny. I was over um, at a friend's house the other day and the, the friends work for the CIA. OK, good. And I was talking with uh, their daughter who was graduating and she said um we were you know i said i finally got you on my my side and she said what and i said the anti-fauci side because of the beagle story and uh, she said yeah yeah i did see that she owns a beagle she loves them and everything i said as soon as i saw that story i knew you'd be on my anti-fauci side she said you know my mom hadn't heard that story until i told her about it today and i said yeah it makes perfect sense look at where she works I mean, of course, she doesn't know anything about the world because she gets this very narrow view of information from her employer. And she doesn't trust anything other than that. So, of course, she hadn't heard that story. 
it's very funny how these bubbles sort of create themselves yeah. and nobody gets well, out of Twitter's Twitter's even Twitter's even worse Twitter's worse than that because they have all the fake bots. I mean, I seem to remember Rush Limbaugh going through something a few years ago. They were going after him and he was trying to prove how, you know, like probably thousands of the Twitter accounts that were all jumping on whatever it was at the time were fake. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, is even in their bubbles, it's the same, just the same thing, like when a news story breaks against Trump or whatever, you hear the exact same verbiage, exact same, yeah. comes out almost instantaneously. Yeah. And that's what's in their little bubble. So why wouldn't they believe it? That's all that they consume. Stephen, well, you I'm asked, convinced. is it possible for these people to be that stupid or are they really malicious? It's possible. And, and I'll just tell you as a lawyer, when I'm preparing for cross-examination, that question comes up often when somebody is saying something that's just so outrageous and in your head, I mean, if somebody is just stupid and mistaken, it's a little bit different cross-examination than if you think that they're evil and they're just going to keep lying. But there does come a point where malice and stupidity merge and you just, there's no, you can't distinguish them. So as a lawyer, I don't distinguish them. I just treat them the same. And I think that that's where we are with the Democrat Party. It really doesn't matter whether they're whether they're that stupid or if they're that malicious. What they're doing is so destructive and so hateful that it doesn't really matter whether they intend it or not. It, it just has to be opposed forcefully and and uh, you know unwaveringly, you know, without any kind oh. of compromise. Well, that's like, what are they going to say now? So now, you know, the chief of the Border Patrol, so his statements from last month of all came out blaming the Biden administration. How are they going to, how are they going to defend that one? Oh, no, he he didn't say it. That's not what he really meant. You know, we fired. Uh, He's probably going to be fired before, you know, before the end of the quarter. You know, we all fondly remember Jody, and hopefully she'll come back and visit soon. But that was- Hi, Jody. We do fondly remember you. We always remember you. Um, and her thing basically was if we could only educate them as to reality, maybe they would switch uh -huh. like I did. I happened to see um, a YouTube today, which was kind of interesting. I don't know much about the background, but it was this Israeli guy who was interviewing gay people who understands from the Palestinian, <clears throat> excuse me, Israel oh, conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw this? Yeah, and, it's been around you know, for a while, yeah. And they are all pro-Israel now. Yeah. And then he's like, he tells them literally out of the mouths of the Muslims what they would do to the gays. And they're like, be. Oh, we didn't know that. Right. Like, How do you not know that? Yeah, his name's Ari something, right? Throw them off the roof. And right. Tel Aviv is the number one gay city, I believe, in the entire world. How do yeah, you he makes, know this? Yeah, he makes great videos like that. And it really opens the eyes of a lot so maybe there are some people whose eyes can be open not politicians obviously but maybe some people mm -hmm. you see but 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 so even though those video clips are like oh which which country stands by this policy and they want to say israel and they say palestine that doesn't mean that they're going to go switch anything when they get home because some of them are just so flipping dumb that even though they know hey palestine would murder us and chop our heads off i don't care and i'm going to keep living in my bubble I hate to say this. They, ne they never right. show after. They never show after video. Yeah, you're right. They would still vote the same way. You're right. Mm -hmm. True so story. I'll bring up uh, the other thing we were talking about a little bit before the show. 
And the fact that I, I did something I, I rarely ever do anymore. I visited the Drudge Report. <laughs> and according wow. to Matt Drudge, um, Trump, uh, the headline, Trump caught hoarding nation secrets for sale. Quote, uh, I'm sorry, Trump caught nation secrets for sale, question mark, for blackmail, question mark, for ego. I, I have no idea what the hell happened ever to Matt Drudge, but boy, the Drudge Report is, is far, far from what it used to be. So I'm going to ask everybody here what I asked you. Yeah. Does anyone believe that Trump had papers lying on his carpets? <laughs> no, they put them out. I mean, they laid, laid them out as quote unquote evidence. I mean, the, the, default, the default mode has to be anything they say about Trump is a lie. Yeah, I mean, and it's, hard, some... it's hard because I think most of us here realize what Trump is all about. You know what I mean? And we don't always want to just have to defend him for defending him's sake. But geez. I mean, you really think you walk uh, down I mean, to his basement, his papers lined up on the carpets? Yeah, and now he, he's going to sell them apparently for blackmail. Uh, yeah. Right. I, as I explained last week, I, again, he needs he needs um, the money. <laughs> there's no, um, you know, there's no. Uh, Classification is a is something that flows from the power of the of the president, and therefore um, there's no way to uh, indict, you know, predicate, indict or anything of the president for what he does with classified information because it's based on executive order. Executive order binds the people who work for the commander in chief. It doesn't bind himself. So it, it, the whole thing is is a is a farce, and um, I, I don't exactly know what, uh, where they're going with this. The, every time the FBI makes a motion in this case, they, they make themselves look more and more like fools. So I don't, well, uh, you know, they, they marched the guy out of the office last Friday. You know, ahead of, so, you know, not everybody's saying that. Yes, but he's got a lawyer pro bono now. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, he, well, well, he, he said he retired. He said he gave his notice to retire. I forget whether Please. it's 30 or 90, but like the day after he started getting um, press from Repo from Republican attacks in the Senate, he like he decided to retire. So whether he got fired yesterday or last Friday or whether this was all pre-planned doesn't really matter. He's he, he was a partisan. He was in the FBI. He's making him look bad and he's now out. OK, but then you have idiots like the Palatano who still has some credibility on the right. I yeah saying the ridiculous things about Trump being indicted for classified information. Yeah. And it's enough cover for them on that side of the aisle to say we're making it up. Yeah, uh, we're left to wonder if Judge Knapp has now gone off the rails or- He's gone off the rails before I mean, in some other yeah. things, but- yeah. This was one of the articles linked to on the Drudge Report that he believes Trump is gonna be indicted. Well, he believes he there's he reason out. for him to be indicted. Right. So I think this he, he lists out like several reasons why. I mean, I can link to the article, but I think this story or, you know, the, the questions you're asking about where they're going with this and what are they doing here? I think it's actually related to another, I think, big story of the week that we haven't gotten to yet, which is uh, Biden and, and other high level Democrats calling MAGA fascist. Semi. No, we're just semi. Yeah, just semi. Yeah. We're not well, all the way there yet. Wait till November for that. Well, I don't know that they're going to wait till November for that. I think that they're planning to to execute a plan on that. And, you know, why, you know, fascists are opposed to free elections. So 
maybe these fascists need to be imprisoned. Maybe they need to be quarantined in order to protect the sanctity of the election coming up. Punched, even. So, you know, I, I said to Mike right before we, we started the show, that you got Graham out there saying, you know, if they indict Trump, there's going to be, I don't know, an armed revolution or whatnot. And it hit me that that's exactly what they would want more than anything in the world. Of course. Yeah, they're I mean, they're, they're pushing it. Of course, they're trying to provoke. So I don't know whose side even Graham is on for threatening it. That would be the absolute greatest thing that could happen is they do something to Trump, we react, and then again. Right. I mean, that was part of the whole reason for the Mar-a-Lago raid. From their they're perspective, trying to, they're trying that would pro- be... Provoke the MAGA crowd. From mm-hmm. their perspective, that would be us burning the Reichstag building down. Exactly. Yep. No question. There were multiple, I, I, multiple I, I remind, remind me why, if the Democrats didn't just play to his ego starting in 2017 instead of starting a coup, um, they couldn't have they couldn't have gotten every single thing they wanted out of Trump just by just by playing to his ego. And just as uh, we could have W, we, we could have nationalized health care. Now we could have, uh, you know, um, all the things the Democrats wanted if they only played to Trump's ego. And yet they treated him like he was some sort of. Uh, uh, you know, Hitler Is that because he beat Hillary? Is that because he beat the machine? You know, I don't know. I don't think I, I so. Think, I, I think it's aesthetic. I mean, obviously, they didn't like his policies. They called him racist. But I think it's aesthetic. I mean, it's bit orange man bad. I, I really I don't think, think it's any I think it's the same reason why they can't get behind Bernie, even though Bernie is the best spokesperson for their positions in the Democrat Party, better than all of them. And even though older, he's still sharp and mentally aware, but they just couldn't unite behind him. And I think the, the uniting factor is neither Bernie nor Trump is controllable by them. And they don't care if you agree. And yet with they them, could they have controlled control him. him. And Ed is right. And not only could have they controlled him, for God's sake, they had Jared and Ivanka right there. Um, and all they had to do was play that. And like you say, play to Trump's narcissism. And they could have controlled but I, but no, because because they were in, they're independent financially, not just because of Trump's wealth, but in the, like in the case of Bernie, his donors are 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 independent of the Democrat Party. They're 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 like Ron Paul was for the Republicans. They're, they they don't support the Republican Party. They supported Ron Paul. Bernie Sanders reporters supported support Bernie Sanders. Trump supporters support Trump. They don't support the Republican Party. That's a support, but they could have flipped Trump. And I I think Ed's right. You can get out of a narcissist anything by playing up to his ego. But I I don't know that that was that's not something that Trump could even offer them because his supporters would have just turned on him if he if he made deals with them. Why would he care? That's the issue. Why would he care? He wouldn't care, but the Democrats wouldn't get what they want. They, They can't control him because. I don't if know. He gave them the, what they wanted. He would have been totally neutered. He would have been nothing. He couldn't have gotten their agenda through, not because he wouldn't want to, but because his voters would have just got would have abandoned him. I he would know. look like Biden today, honestly. I mean, he wouldn't he wouldn't be mentally compromised. I mean, there'd be some differences. So but if they wouldn't nobody have stolen would be his election him. from him in 2020, is what you're saying? I mean, I don't know. What? I didn't hear what you said. They wouldn't have stolen the election in 2020. I, I don't know. I really believe they could have sucked up him and gotten much more. 
I think they could have too. I'm not disagreeing with that point, but I'm saying the the one thing they couldn't get was control over him and his donors. I mean, they got his justice, uh, you know, the empty out the prisons thing. And I think they could have gotten a lot more. So they got COVID fascism from him. Yeah. I mean, they did what you suggested. The issue, the reason they hate him is because they can't harness him. They can get things out of him, but they can't. If they try. But I don't think, I, I really think, you know, again, People believe their own BS, right? I, I, I think they really believe. I think there's a substantial fraction of the Democratic establishment and the Republican establishment, too, to be honest, who thought that Trump stole the 2016 ele- election because he had help from Russia. I, I really, I, I mean, it's so stupid. You're getting back to the bubble. I, I, yeah, it's the bubble. They just, they really believe that. And of course, it was Hillary's turn. Um, and he's just so, so disgusting. Uh, they could they could have had a more successful Democratic administration with Trump than they could have had with Hillary, but they'd rather be crazy. And you just reminded me of one of the other big stories from the week that Tucker talked about, which was the FBI really interfering in the, in the election by uh, suppressing the Hunter Biden. The Zuckerberg. Un- unbelievable. Yeah, the Zuckerberg interview with Joe Rogan. That kind yes, of- and there's nothing anybody can do about it. So in your face, nothing's going to happen to Zuckerberg or the FBI or anybody else. And it worked. Like, uh, what's hey, his- come on, the GOP. I mean, if they take out, take it back in November, they're gonna, they're gonna subpoena Zuckerberg. Come I'm on, yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, And they're gonna fire nasty questions at Christopher Ray when they're in charge. Yeah. Yep, he's gonna be up there every day. Mm. They'll send him a stiff note. <laughs> All right. He'll get jugged like I used to get in high school. Justice under God. You know, I had to stay after school in Catholic high school. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to go into the Catholic stories. Uh, maybe we'll leave the Catholic stories for next week. You're, you're our unofficial Catholic correspondent. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm, I'm not a very good... <laughs> spokesperson for that. <laughs> yeah, the, the Vatican is uh, very interesting. Uh, um, <laughs> let me start wrapping up. Um, Gina, what didn't we talk about that you wanted to talk about? Oh, goodness. I think we, I mean, I, I did want to touch more on the Zuckerberg interview with Rogan, um, but we just hit that, so I'm good. And Rogan telling people to vote Republican, huh? <laughs> that was funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not a Rogan fan, but we'll leave that one. Mike? Well, I think we have to thank uh, China Joe for reminding us uh, how important the Second Amendment is. You know, when he comes out talking about crazy right wingers and if they want a war, you better get yourself an F-15. Thank you. I think you've kind of made, made the point that we try to make about the Second Amendment. We should be just as powerful as citizens as the government. Thanks for reminding us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's funny how they argue that one both ways. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the gun's not enough. All right, Ed P. Well, our uh, our wonderful uh, Food and Drug Administration, always trying to make our lives uh, better and more healthy, has approved a new version of the COVID vaccine um, that works against the original Wuhan strain and the new Omicron BA4 and BA5. They did extensive testing on this in mice, 
They haven't done any testing on humans, but they did extensive testing for like eight weeks on mice. And um, the weird thing is all the mice are now dead, but they didn't die. Of the but mice. they don't have so, COVID. But they do not have COVID. Now, they, another interesting fact came out from uh, Germany that uh, starting in April 2021, they have this persistent more than Six Sigma um, excess mortality going on in in Germany, and they just they, they just and, and it's concentrated in the younger population, not the older population. It's concentrated in the sort of twenty to fifty range. They have no idea what that is. And uh, ethical skeptic on Twitter, who has been analyzing data from the American uh, Morbidity and Mortality Weekly report which is a pretty good data source, given that it's the United States, um, has calculated that since around, funnily enough, April 2021, um, there has been an additional 355,000 excess non-COVID deaths in the United States. Again, centered around the 20, 20 to 50 range. I have no idea what could have killed these uh, tens of thousands of extra people in Germany or 355,000 people in the United States starting in April, 2021. But uh, whatever it is, it doesn't seem to be going away. Well, it came through enough that it's dropped our, uh, what is it, our death rate or age, sorry, our age. They've released the numbers. I think we dropped what, two years, 2.1 years expected life expectancy. Yep. Ed M. One of your articles was about Kathy Hochul, the New York governor, saying that conservatives are not welcome in her state. MAGA people are not welcome and that they need to leave. And to me, that sort of goes in with Biden and his press secretary and some other people in his administration saying that MAGAs are, are fascist or, as Gina corrected, semi-fascist. Um, I want I a think t-shirt. I think it's it's something that we need to be very aware of um, in a let's not get genocided kind of way. I think they're being very obvious that they are dehumanizing us in a way that uh, in the past has led to genocide. And I'm not saying that it's going to start before the end of the year, although I wouldn't I wouldn't put anything past these people if they think they can get away with it. Um, and I, I, you know, I've been saying on this show that I think something very big is coming before, before the elections, before the end of this quarter, which will end at the end of September. Um, you know, when you demonize people like that, you're saying that they don't have rights and when they don't have rights, anything goes. And I don't know what they're planning to do to us. You know, I hope that I'm just being a conspiracy theorist, but when I hear Kathy Hochul channel uh, Chris, uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo saying that conservatives are not welcome in New York, that they need to get up and leave, you know, that's that's a pretty big big warning sign to me. And I think that I remember somebody saying that back, like in like thirty two or thirty three, saying the same. You know, if you don't like it here, get up and leave. I remember some guy saying that exact thing. Weird, yeah, really weird. Do you feel like you can't even say that person's name? 
for fear of being identified with him? It would be uh, it would be bad on. Because it on sounds YouTube like the name Facebook. of a certain governor in Michigan. So. Yes, exactly. That's what some guy, silly mustache and all, said it. Some guy. I don't know who it was. Uh, I'm going to close with a positive statement with one more shout out to the guy I don't really love, but God bless him, Novak Djokovic, who has stood by his guns and is not in Flushing Meadows down the block from me. And no matter what the pressure he's held on, and I give him an amazing amount of credit for that. So the Biden administration will not even check and test illegals that it catches coming across the border. They're not coming across the border. That's not how it is. They're walking across the border nope, or whatever it is. It they're, is. Ju they're just magically teleporting. They magically <laughs> just. Right. Yep. The USS um, Enterprise. Yep. Me up. Okay, folks. With that, we're wrapping up for today. We will be back next week, regular time, regular, um, all five of us hopefully here to host. And with that, we wish everyone a good evening. Please send feedback to the Conservatarian Exchange at libertyblock.com. Have a wonderful day.